sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello, doofuses and doofusesses. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, we are doing... Star Trek TOS versus Star Trek D. Yeah, Star Trek The Old Shit versus Star Trek... Oh, what's it called? Discovery. Um, I, think it's, I think it's the original series. Yeah, sure. If and you I'm, say so. What's, what's really honor. weird is... When it aired, it was called Star Trek, the original series, as if they knew things were going to happen. Yeah, I know. Well, Gene Roddenberry is always thinking ahead, man. I mean, he's Obviously. thinking ahead to the year 2525. I don't know when this is supposed to take place. Um, sorry, I was a little under the weather last week, so it's my fault we didn't do a podcast. Um, spent most of my time listening to Michael Jackson and R. Kelly on a massive nice. loop all week. Yeah, um, so that was fun. So we're do you picked well before you told me what episode we're gonna do, I watched the first episode. Have you seen that? Not for a long time. So the only the, person on it is Spock. There no none of the not, other cast is on that's, it. That's on Netflix they call it the first episode, but it's not really the first episode. It's just that like was, a pilot. That was the pilot and you couldn't see it anywhere for the longest time. They had cut pieces of that out to make I think it's like the 15th episode of the first season called the menagerie i think something like that and they they had captain pike who's in that episode in a chair where he can't talk he can only talk with little like lights and and it's it's some kind of trial about what happened but yeah i have not i've not seen that in a long time it's it's weird are not missing anything no no so instead we did uh, episode 28, The City on the Edge of Forever. Which, when I was a kid, I really liked this episode. It's it's It has time travel in it, which even now I always like. And it has June Collins, which is interesting to see her in this show. I don't know why. Written by Harlan Ellison. Yep. Yeah, I think most people know this episode if they know Star Trek. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Bones injects himself with way too much of some drug like a fucking idiot. Accidentally. And he goes like batshit crazy. And then there's also time ripples going on. So they go down to investigate where they're coming from on this planet. And of course, Crazy Bones jumps right through the portal into the past. So, uh, which ends up changing the future. But wait, before we go forward, go talk more. Before he jumps through it, Spock and Kirk are trying to figure out if they can use this time portal to go back one day so he can't inject himself. Yeah. But it seemed like he kind of just got cured with rest. So why was it so important that they go back one day so he doesn't inject himself? They didn't know. They're not doctors. Who knows what... (laughs) As Bones is fond of pointing out, he is a doctor. Although in this one, I think he says, I'm a surgeon, not a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Which was funny. Eh, For some definitions of funny. Um... Yeah, so anyway, so then they they jump in to try to find Bones in the past and undo what he does, and uh, and hilarity ensues. Right? That's a basic plot. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to 1936? No, 1930, was it? Something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, 1930. 
it was pre World War Two and right after, right during the Depression. Mm-hmm. And, and they, apparently during the Depression, there were like in these flop houses, there were old uh, 1840s prospectors. Didn't know. You learn a lot. Oh, the guy with the beard. Yeah. Good job making fun of homeless people who can't shave, but whatever. You be well, you. He also had the homeless prospector hat, and he was panning for gold in Joan Collins's butt. Uh, yeah, one, another great thing I learned from this series is, uh, is that pacifism leads to fascism. Something we all, we all kind of suspected, but. I don't see anti, anti-fascist being pacifist. I see them punching Nazis, so I think it's true. Yeah, true. So pacifists, you're, you're going to lead us all to hell. That was the message of Star Trek, I believe. From this episode. Um, what did you think of it watching it now? Because there were some still... problematic parts for sure. Oh, like, well, I still liked it. What, what pro- problematic parts? Oh, well, how did they explain Spock's ears to the people in 1930? Oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah. He was Chinese, but he got his ears hurt in a rice machine accident. Well, well, hey, if... Wait, wait. And okay. luckily, there was an American there to save him. That was that was that was the story of Spock's ears they came up with. But it didn't it seem like the after he told the story, Spock was like making fun of him for it being so stupid and offensive. Maybe not offensive. It's not offensive, stupid. just stupid. I think. Yeah. 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 It was a it was a little uh, unnerving for a show that like went out of its way to cast people from all uh, different races and cultures. But, I guess you, know. you can you can explain it away by saying he figured that people in the 1930s were racist, so he was trying to be as racist I, as possible. And I thought of that, but that didn't come across <laughs> as that. Anyway, that was my main problem with it, other than just the general cheesiness of it. Like, I'm kind of... I was seven when Star Wars came out and saw it in the theaters and stuff. And so, like, even as a kid... This show looked cheesy as fuck, and it was so f- far behind the times with its oh, you're mache talk- rocks and everything. And I see, yeah. But th- this episode specifically didn't have as much of that since it was set in the, the 30s, 30s for much yeah. of the episode. But yeah, but when they were on that planet and the whatever that ti- the the living time machine was all that bad bad practical effects that yes. the Star Trek's famous for. I don't mind that stuff. It's just, you get kind of used to it. Just like the, the ship just, it just seems like it's about to fall apart. Well, and yes. And I think just the, the level of storytelling was so much more simplistic on the original Star Trek than, than what came around when I was growing up. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I do like this story. It's the, the idea that one the the times changing one thing will cause such such a big difference is a is a fun time travel idea that at this point I don't know how much it was investigating in science fiction stories but not in like pop culture stuff that you know obviously it got it it's been talked about much more since then but right like but, maybe Philip K Dick stories somewhere but or yeah. or Harlan Ellison short story or Harlan maybe. Ellison short in, in fiction in science fiction actual right. fiction yeah. for I'm, sure I'm but. sure there was, there was like an x minus one that referenced it in the in the 50s but I'm just saying like in something as as widespread as this it's it's the first investigation of it and it, it had it had a, a tragic ending too yeah well and and uh 
science fiction is one thing that like it's kind of like comedy where it doesn't hold up well because just because of all the advances not just in like special effects but the the more um intricate storytelling that we're used to nowadays and stuff too but because if you go to like 50s sci-fi movies i mean they're all god awful and right but the fiction is not as bad no the fiction no i'm i'm talking specifically movies and tv okay okay yeah because i you were too young to remember but like after star wars was such a hit they started doing all those tv shows like space 1999 and battlestar galactica and Buck Rogers. Buck I, Rogers. Yeah, that was much. That was when I was a kid. I think maybe they, maybe I watched it in reruns. Yeah, Buck Rogers was eighties. So yeah, I remember Buck Rogers, and that was really good. Yeah, we should do that sometime because I have <laughs> yeah, a feeling yeah. he might change your mind. I I think even as a kid of a certain age, it was enjoyable because like I didn't pay much attention to the story. It was just like, oh, this looks neat. Yeah, it's science then, fiction shit. And on then TV, maybe. Yeah. Maybe one or two years later, I tried to watch it. Maybe this was a later season. This is why, but it was so boring. It was just hard to sit through. Yeah, it was like Phantom Menace or something. I like Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this episode, yeah, it did have a, I mean, tra- a tragic ending for TV at the time, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's not something you'd expect for for like this this character who the entire episode is is kind of. Is, is friendly, someone you like, and then is killed. Despite the fact that she's Joan Collins, yeah. Well, you like this was, before, this was before Joan Collins was Dynasty's Joan Collins, so you could still... I mean, they used, they put the Vaseline on the lens when they had close-ups of her, so you knew she was pretty. Yeah. I mean, why else would you put Vaseline on a lens unless somebody was beautiful? Um, and she was the pacifist that we were talking about earlier, and it turned out that, well... Another thing, I mean, I can't hold it against it too much. It's just watching it now, you know, it's so it's so corny. But um, this, I mean, it had more to do with the constraints, time yeah. constraints than anything. But yeah, like 50 minutes to tell a story. And, right. And back then, two-parters were not, were frowned upon. Yeah. And and Kirk falling in love with her after what seemed like yeah. two minutes was a, a bit was ridiculous. ridiculous. But yes. it, it well, advanced it the look, ending. Yeah. It, even more ridiculous was McCoy was in love with her after uh, 30 Two seconds. seconds. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so they end up in this, uh, flop house that she runs, I guess. Anyway, she's, she's a, a do-gooder, even though she says she tells them she's not. Um, and it turns out that bones, man, now see, now I'm getting confused. Bones talks her into talking the president Roosevelt at the time into not getting into World War II for oh, pacifist did reasons. Bones have a, did Bones, I don't think Bones had anything to do with that. Yeah, man. Uh, because Bone, that's why they had to undo what Bones did. Well, no, the, the Bones saved her life. If Bones hadn't saved her life, oh, Bones, was that what it was? Okay, yeah, that's where I. So she lived to be able to talk to the president. Nothing, he didn't convince her to do anything. It was just oh, okay. He was there to save her, save her from being hit by the car. Gotcha. Okay, that that was where my confusion set in. I was like, why is she listening to Bones? Yeah, that makes more sense. Maybe the story wasn't simplistic and you just don't understand it. Mm, I think both can be true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, so it ended up we didn't, uh, America didn't get into World War II and uh, the Germans won and blah, blah, blah. 
Well, they got into it, but too late in the yeah, time too between. Late. They and got into it. They had the nuclear bomb and or yep. atom. Bomb, I'm sorry. So no more Jews in that world. Thanks. Thanks, Star Trek. Um, they made it not happen, so it's okay. That's true. They, yeah, Kirk saved it. Yeah, so so in the end, Kirk lets her die, uh, right, by being hit by a car, and Bones is all mad because I could have saved her, Jim. What did you stop me? Do you know what you and, did? And, and William Shatner got to look, give us that, you know, that look of anguish. Yeah, because when Acting. Bones says, "You know what you did? Do you know what you did?" Spock delivers the final line. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Uh, what I do want to say, I don't understand how William Shatner was ever a working actor. I will say in this episode, aside from the, the, the problems with the script and falling in love quickly, he was better than usual. Better than usual, for sure. But still watching him, everybody else around him is, good. is fine. Yeah. And he, yeah, it, it's just like so bizarre to me. He's like a throwback to like he wants to be a silent film star or something. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's amazing how good Leonard Nimoy is. It's, I mean, maybe it's compared to him, but he is so good as Spock. And it, it, every time I watch this show, it amazes me how good he is. Yeah, no, Leonard Nimoy is great. Everybody else is fine. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just bizarre that Sh- uh, Shatner got the lead. <laughs> but, but after watching that pilot episode, um, this is a million times better than that. You know, I don't know that I ever saw that pilot episode. Now that I think about it, I saw the Menagerie, which is really boring a couple times, but I don't think I ever saw the the real episode. I should yeah. watch that just to see what it's like, even though you say it's awful. The Man Trap. It's on uh, It's on yeah. Netflix, too. And... Well, that's what makes it confusing, because they call that the first episode. Right. And when you go through looking for episode 28, it's actually episode it's 29. 29 cause... Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, you should watch it just to see it. It's mm-hmm. fucking weird. It's just weird knowing this show and not seeing anybody but Spock on it. And Spock even looks different on it. So he's got a much weirder bowl haircut going. It's like a was, shaggier bowl haircut. What's that? Was the actor who played the, the captain as bad as Shatner or worse? <sighs> he was probably better than Shatner, but he also, uh, like, just on a purely acting level but he had no, no way it's not called the man trap it's called the cage uh according to what i'm looking oh yeah you're right because this the doesn't first, the first yes. the first episode of the show is is man trap but the first episode that didn't air the pilot is called the cage oh weird because that episode also could have been called the man trap you'll see when you watch it um i think he didn't have it any charisma that that okay. first actor um which you know shatner's at least memorable <laughs> I wonder whatever became of him. Of course, on the in the movie, Captain Pike. I think I forget who plays Captain Pike. The not the like the the reboot. What? The reboot, the one with Chris Pine. Oh, I, wait, is Captain Pike on that? I think so. I think he's Why one would of they the. Go back to that. That's weird. Well, it's just history, using memorable character names. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Well. Those who don't know their history. Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, that's the guy. He played Captain Pike. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I don't need to watch the original Star Trek, I feel like. 
ever again. I feel, I've probably seen them all. I mean, they showed them incessantly when we were growing up. And even though I didn't like it, I watched them all. So, oh yeah, they're, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the cast. Montgomery Scott? That's Scotty. No? Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but first portrayed by James Doohan, right? That's who... That's James Doohan and Scotty, yeah. And yeah. then they're saying he's portrayed by someone in the reboot. I don't know what you're looking at, but that's I don't either. Probably... I'm looking at the cast for the original series, and it's showing Montgomery Scott as Scotty. I don't, right. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It was James Doohan. Montgomery Scott is the name of Scotty. Oh. <laughs> it's the characters. I, well, I didn't click yes. on anybody else or I would have known. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know uh, Bones McCoy's real name was Leonard. Leonard McCoy. They like basically named him Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> that he didn't get that part. And just check what uh, Spock's first name is. The Forest. Yeah, see? It's like one of those Kennedy Lincoln things. Mm-hmm. I like how it's just Spock. Which Kirk introduces him as in this episode. Yeah, He's tr- you can see him trying to think of a first name. Like it's so hard to come up with Tom what or Jim, Jim or something. What was the first name he gave for himself? He made up a name, didn't he, for some unknown reason? Oh yeah, I think he did. I know it was like Dick, <laughs> Dick Trickle or something. <laughs> a real person. A real person. Was he a senator or was he the car race driver? He was a race car driver. Maybe he became a senator. Who knows? There's another. Everybody's doing time, it nowadays. At the same time, there was a, a senator with a funny name. I don't remember what it was though. Spank McBottom? Yep, that's him. Spanky. No, Spanky would have made more sense. It was the R-Gang kid all grown up. Yeah, I don't know. You you enjoy it? Can you watch this original series? I have no interest. No, honestly. I don't. I mean, I can, but I don't have a lot of interest. I didn't have a lot of interest of watching this. I, I thought about not watching it and just talking about my memory from watching it 20 years ago, but I didn't think that would be fair, so I watched it. Yeah, I mean, I probably could have done that. Now, I wouldn't have gotten all the... I didn't even get it right having watched it. So, I I, I uh, didn't pay a hundred percent attention to it because it's kind of boring. <laughs> I do like this, gotcha. like the 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 broad aspects of the story, but watching it, it's it's it, it is. I guess it's from the sixties and it's slower. That's part of my lack of attention span. But it's you I know, know, and it's sixty seven. So you'd think like with all the LSD going around, they would have spiced it up a bit. But it, I like the. I like the concept. The execution is just, it's of that era. So it, you know, eh, I didn't love it. Um, but you want to take a break and talk about STD? Sure. Okay. We'll be right back. We had a comrade. A brave comrade, he could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing Take some 
we're back with the CBS All Access new series, Star Trek Discovery. And this episode actually aired for free on CBS to try to get people to subscribe. Oh, did it? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. This I, this aired, and then to and they had it as a cliffhanger. So in order to see what happens next, you'd have to pay for the. Right, and I didn't know it was a cliffhanger before watching it. Um, otherwise, I would have shared the second episode with you, and I would have watched that as well to see how it ends. I mean, I just assume everybody dies, and they start over with a new crew. Yeah, just like the cage. Yeah, yeah, precisely. I don't know if you realize this. Like, Oh, you did. Well, you probably did. That the main character in this show is Spock's stepsister. What? No. Yes. So Sarek, who she talks to in on the yeah yeah, that is Spock's father. If that's you know Spock's fa- wait, that's Spock's father. Correct. So I thought he was just her teacher. I think it's her. Oh, maybe her they're stepfather? not. Her re- stepfather. It's I might be a real father. Damn, we gotta untangle this. So she's half Vulcan. Yes, he's or maybe adopted. Maybe it's adopted brother. It's gotta be. She, she doesn't seem Vulcan at all. She, yeah, she's she's raised by Sarek. Oh. I guess okay. Which, when I first heard about that, it kind of annoyed me. But watching the show is is because I've actually watched most of the season before this. I had already seen this episode, but I rewatched it. And uh, yeah, it annoyed me when I the idea of it. But watching it, first of all, the actress is is really good. I, I've never seen her in anything else, but she's. I thought she was. How, how did you like the actress? I the think acting, she's very. The acting she, was fine all around on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we, I guess we should describe this episode a little bit. Yeah, let's go into it's, it. It's, it's all very about similar, the Klingons. It's but aside from that, another thing annoys me about this show. But anyway, uh, uh, the they they cease they get readings from a planet and go to investigate it. It's just like the the episode we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the differences start. But that's what they do. That's their mission, to seek out new worlds. Oh, true. To boldly go... Oh, do they They don't even have that intro on no, this one, No, right? I don't think so. Actually, the episode starts with the captain and, uh, and the... Michael Burnham, which is the, the character we're talking about, who's Spock's adoptive sister, on some kind of desert planet planning things. I don't even know what's going on, but... Well, uh, they're trying shows... to save them from the drought, so they're oh, right. they're like opening up the well for them, yeah. And uh, it basically it shows a way to to highlight the relationship between the captain and her number one, and how crafty and clever the captain can be in ways that that uh, Michael doesn't know about. And I thought it was a good opener. Yeah, the captain played by uh, Michelle Yao, who I don't know Americans would probably recognize from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, done a lot of work in asia very well-known actress in asia um and i mean the whole continent including iraq i don't know if that's in asia or europe technically uh yeah yeah no it was it was good it's nice to have like i know they had they've had female captains before but uh female thank captain you captain janeway yeah, now you're on, unfortunately, Orange is the New Black. My condolences. That's what happens when you get old in Hollywood. Is that show still in the air? I don't know. She's um, well regarded in that show. 
I mean, yeah, she's fine. I, it's the show I don't without, like. Without Orange is the New Black, there probably wouldn't have been a Russian Doll. And Russian Doll, we both agree, was wonderful beginning to end. Wait, why? Just because of Natasha Lyonne? Mm-hmm. Nah, she would have done it. She wrote it. Yeah, but she probably would have had the clout, is what you're saying. Correct. Clout being something that shows what your, how many fans you have on social media. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. With a K. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so anyway, so, I mean, luckily, like all nerds, I speak Klingon, so I didn't have to read the the screen the whole time. Like some Why did they have invalid. to redesign the Klingons? I don't know. They look nothing I like the Klingons I remember. don't like that. It's, I know it's petty, but I really don't like that. Anyway. Yeah, there's no need. I mean, they already have I mean, a they look. Kind of, yeah, make it more modern, but this like looks entirely different. It looks like it's a whole different race. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, interestingly, on the Klingons, here's some social commentary. Uh, they're mostly black, but the outcast guy was white. Ooh. Stewing talking... that for a while, America. Are you talking about the band? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, so they... Somebody fucks with their ship, right? And is it their ship, or is it just some... Thing they, I don't. It doesn't matter. So the the Michael goes. The, there's a, a thing they can see, but they can't really get good readings from it. So Michael takes a what is it like a personal transport to go look at it. And as it's basically a spacesuit. Yeah. Well, be, she, because somebody fucked with their equipment, and they're trying to figure out why. And then they saw that thing, and they're like, oh, right. maybe yeah. As they're investigating it, the Klingon who's there and like watching for for other. Uh, and like other aliens to come by wakes up and she accidentally kills him. Mm-hmm. Didn't look too accidental to me, but that's how that's her story. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she comes back almost dead being brought to life and she has to report what happened. Right. And she's, and uh, the apparently Klingons haven't been seen for a long ass time, which doesn't make mm-hmm. sense if she's Spock's, stepsister because we know there were Klingons during Spock's well, time but I think she's no I think she's a, a little bit older so Spock's time when he's on the Enterprise is right right after this so this is when this is so oh apparently... this is previous that's what we Viv was asking me that is this previous to the original series yeah okay yes. I couldn't figure out the timeline okay gotcha that makes sense then well then it makes sense that they changed the way they look in the original series, they just look at humans. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that again. I'm, I'm sure there's actually piss you off some more. I'm, I'm sure there's people who actually are like heavy Star Trek fans that either are as much angrier than me and with better reasons to say know what they're talking about, or they have an explanation that they, would make yeah, me feel better. They've come up with some really convoluted explanation. I love those though. Those I love them too. Favorite. Oh, I love like, the shit out of them. The explanation of why the Klingons changed in the next generation. There's, there's. There's an explanation the show did that, like in I think in Deep Space Nine or one of the one of the. Oh, I lost you. For a canon. Sorry, start that sentence over because because you you broke. They had an explanation on like Deep Space Nine that's that's from the producers of Star Trek and it's canon. It's okay. It's something like they they were doing genetic modifications of humans and it made everyone look different. Something like that. But the explanation done by by fans was 
before there was like just when Star Trek The Next Generation came out and they're trying to come up with a reason and their explanation was great. It was like they they uh, the people that were closer to the like the humanoid planets, they looked more like humans to, to be like less of a threat. And then deeper into space is what they really look like. Anyway, that's yeah. what I remember. Fan theories are always the best. They're it, fun. It always makes me think like, dude. And it's almost always a dude. Uh, you put so much effort into this, you could have just created your own show with all that energy. You just unpack explaining this other show. Yeah, but they don't have a passion for their own show. They have a passion for this show. That That's true. Years, and it's fun. Anyway, yeah, so so she kills this Klingon. And, uh, and the Klingons, by the way, in the beginning, they're like trying to summon all the Klingons from throughout the galaxy um, for some purpose. I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, some some of that stuff's hard to keep keep track of what's going on. But yeah, they're trying to get a a hootenanny going, right? And so, uh, and so this this killing sets them off, as you know it would with the Klingons. Uh, and that's I mean that's basically the plot of the first episode. Like the Klingons start to attack the right, Enterprise. but there's there's also another important part is that. Michael is obsessed with fighting them, and so she goes to talk to Sarek to see how the the Klingon uh, Vulcan like peace happened. And right. he says they were impressed by the the Vulcans firing in their ships immediately. So she went to try to force the, the captain to do that, and she said no. And then she used a Vulcan death grip, which I did not realize humans could do. I thought it was only a Vulcan thing. So apparently, no. Nope, I, I guess, guess you can learn it. I guess maybe there's an episode of the original series where Spock taught Kirk, and that's how he got a lot of ladies. But uh, so she knocked her out, but not long enough to fire the the, the cannons fire the ship because, like, she came out and pointed a gun at her and said, "No, stand down, bitch." I think those were her words. Yep. Um. Yeah. Oh, and it's not called the Enterprise. I called it the Enterprise. Uh, no, I forget the name. It's, I do too. It's yeah. That's like an Asian name. I can't yeah. remember. Um. Anyway. Oh, I see. So set roughly 10 years before the events of Star Trek, the original series. Well, I don't know how you're supposed to get that just from this episode. Well, I mean, does it matter? No, not not really. Just I, there was like no star date or anything on it. Wasn't uh, there? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that because I wouldn't know what it meant anyway. Yeah, Shen, the USSS Shenzhou is what it's called. Shenzhou, yeah. Yeah, no, the... The, and it's weird because the captain, Michelle Yao, seems to be a secondary character on this. Uh, to Okay, so her name is Sonequa Martin-Green. I hope I pronounced that first name right. Um, she's the real star, Michael. Right. Um, Which is, yeah, that is interesting. Throughout the, the yeah, she is the star. It's the, the first Star Trek that I know about that the captain is not the star of the show. I guess Deep Space Nine had more of an ensemble. But, yeah, she's definitely the star. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Star Trek. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's basically, in, I mean, it's much better than the original series, obviously. But watching this, I would not have known just watching this, how much, like, there was a lot of like bad blood in creating the show. The Brian Fuller got at some point fired from the show. And I think at this point it has to be that he's the, the, the weak link. Because it seems like every show he starts gets critically acclaimed, but he gets fired from it. So maybe it's it's not that the producers aren't good, that it's him maybe. that's not good producing a show. Yeah, maybe he's just an asshole and everybody <laughs> hates him. I mean, that's I don't know. 
I always get him mixed. Wait, who who is the uh... Brian Singer? Brian Singer, yeah. Okay, I He's... always get him mixed up with Brian Fuller. But Brian Fuller wouldn't, or Brian Singer wouldn't have been working on this this late no. in the day, most likely. Yeah. Well, no, actually, he well, because Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. Yeah, he he might have been, but no, this is a different guy. This is a guy that did Dead Like Me, which is a good show. Wonderfalls, which I didn't watch. Pushing Daisies, Hannibal, which everyone loves, and he got fired from American Gods as well. Oh, I liked Pushing Daisies and uh, Wonderfalls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's done a lot. He's done some good shit on TV. Yeah. Oh, weird. I mean, I'm not interested enough to look into why he was let go or anything, but. So I think I think he he maybe he he like wrote this episode and was there for putting this show together then he got replaced like before the show started so he's not he's not involved with it now but uh, michael apparently michael shaban according to former guests of the show avon that michael shaban wrote a bunch of episodes for season two and as i've mentioned before he's writing a a lot for he's the showrunner for picard and i'm really looking forward to that well i wonder i mean i can't remember what the deal is with like your first episode of a tv series i wonder if brian fuller gets paid for all this shit even though he's been let go like, was he the creator of this? I don't know how it would work for something that already exists. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that the writer, oh, maybe it's the writer, but definitely the director of the first episode gets a ton of money for being writing, directing the first episode. There's, I don't remember exactly what it's like, but that's why you see so many, like like Josh Whedon did the first epi- episode of uh, Agents of Sealed. I don't know if it's writing or directing. I thought it was directing. It's directing, yeah, because that's you see big names doing first episodes and then they just keep collecting after that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't. I am not sure how that works either. So, why wouldn't you just go around directing first episodes of everything? That's what I would do. Shit. Be like, late. I'm on to this next dumb thing that I'm going to get paid a ton of money for. Um, yeah, no, I. This was vastly preferable to the original series. And yeah, I mean, it's like you say. It's it's the special effects are better. The the, the writing's the, better. The acting's right. better. The but they also live in it. It's written in a time where they don't have to worry about. Oh, we can't have t- uh, two weeks. Right. We no, every no, episode's no. got to be self-contained. Right. Yeah, they could have a cliffhanger and all that stuff. So yeah, that, because even Next Generation, like two-part episodes, were rare. Like that was a mm-hmm. that was like a big deal. You didn't right. do it. And then this show, I think they knew that people would binge it, so it doesn't matter. Right. I don't know if how CBS does it, if it comes out once a week or if it's all at once. I don't know either, yeah. Because I know for this one, it was at least the first two episodes were once a week, but I don't know how it happened after that. Well, I mean, CBS's audience skews so old, they probably do it all at once, just in case a bunch of them die. <laughs> I don't think the audience for Star Trek is... Well, actually, it's pretty old. It's probably old, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's not bad. No, they, they release it once per week. I'm looking at the the wikipedia and it shows original release date for each uh-huh. that seems worth paying for um so you watched... might sign up for cbs cbs all access at some point mm. for twilight zone maybe for twilight zone i i was thinking for picard and i'd watch like twilight zone and the rest of the show when i had signed up for picard oh picard's Apparently... going cbs all access as well yeah i yeah i think they're doing anything star trek goes right there so is anybody else from next generation going to be on Picard? I don't I don't know. They're going to have to do guest spots. I mean, what yeah. has any other actor gone on to do anything from that show? Well, Jonathan Frakes is is a kind of a 
like he directs a lot of TV. Oh, okay. He went the Peter Boners route. <laughs> it's Boners. Boners. Come on. Which is funny because the he's the dentist from Bob. I, I I know I've said this before, but it always cracks me up. He's the dentist dentist from Bob Newhart show, and he became a like a big time TV director. And Jerry Paris, director, the dentist from Dick Van Dyke, also became a big time TV director. Wait, Jer- Jerry, who's Jerry Paris? Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, Dick neighbor. Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you said Bob Newhart for that as well. I'm sorry. I meant to say Dick Van Dyke. No, show. you probably did. I don't listen to. I only listen to every other word. So show. I heard. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you, you've watched more of this though? Is how do you? What do you think of it? Having watched. It's good. It? I. It's. It's like I have weird complaints, like, like the Klingon thing. But other than that, it's it's well made. It's interesting. It's. Sometimes it's frustrating, but not in a bad way. And it's like, oh, I don't want the, this to happen to the characters. I don't like that at all, but it's good. I did. I know. Like, I looked up because I was looking up the main actress. I looked on, like, IMDb mm-hmm. um, at, the like, the cast list. And, you know, you should never do that with series because then you see certain people aren't on as many episodes. And then you kind of figure out, oh, okay. I yeah. guess something happened to them. So Yeah, well it'll it would only have taken you one more episode to figure out what you're talking about. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll t- I'll tell you because you're probably not gonna watch it all. No, I'll I'll watch more. So yeah, oh, okay. don't, don't tell, tell me. You. But I mean I basically know anyway from looking at IMDB, so I'll just see how it happens. Um But yeah, no, it's a, it seemed like a solid show. Uh better mm-hmm. than anything on CBS uh over the air, for sure. Well, right now, but that's because that show I, I like and I can't remember the name isn't on anymore. Oh, the the one with uh, Benjamin Linus from Lost? I yep. can't remember the name of it either, but yeah. I think it's called Watahoochee. That's it. Watahoochee. Um, yeah, no, it seems solid. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch more for sure. I just want It's it's a good one. Except for having to read read the goddamn Klingon subtitles, um, <laughs> it's a good one you can kind of just like kind of pay attention to, and still get the the plot, which is which I like. So mm-hmm. you don't have to. It's not the wire where you have to like go frame by frame and be like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's good, and I think the the main actor. Uh, whose name I said earlier, uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, is really good. All the actors are, are fine, but they don't have as much to do, at least in this episode, as, as she did, and yeah. and the captain, Michelle Yao. So. Um, but I already knew Michelle Yao. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's not bad. If you're, a, if you're a big old nerd, I would say check it out. Yep, I agree. But, but if you're a big old nerd, you've already watched it. Yeah, that's well, maybe not. Some people don't want to be paying for that shit. It's it's I wonder if you can get it on DVD now. Probably. Yeah, probably season 1. I know, that's a good question. Uh, well, they should do that. They're stupid if they don't. Well, the Netflix shows end up on DVD. So yeah, that's I... true. Let's take a quick look. Are you checking it out? Yeah, so I can give the link out to um our our affiliate link. No, weirdly, no. Ooh. You can buy the episodes, but I don't yeah. see the DVD. Weird. Damn, CBS, you dumb. They really... The, the, no, you're selling like mom and shit. You should at no, least I said, sell no, this. No, they have 30 bucks for the first season. That's not bad. 
That's not good either. How much is CBS All Access? You can fucking binge this in a couple days. And... Right, but if you want to own it and see yeah. all the features. You know what? I guess I'll wait till the show is over, but The Good Place would be a good show to own on DVD. Yes, for the for the extras. The I, extras, like not even the, the commentary because you get enough of the, of the podcast. All the podcast, yeah. But I mean like they film so much extra stuff. Yes. So. Oh, that's anyway. a, yeah. That's actually that's a good idea. I never even thought about it, but it's not available yet. They'll what? probably do it. at all. I don't see it. They'll do like the whole series at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be down for that. Um, yeah, Star Trek Discovery. I honestly, I don't think I've like I've probably seen a few scattered episodes of like Deep Deep Space Nine, and then what was the other one? Voyager was that one. Voyager was that's the Janeway one I think, yeah, and then I'm, there's Star, the Star Trek Enterprise is the Scott Bakula one. Okay, yeah, I've seen like just random episodes of all of those I think, but I don't, I never got into them to where I knew the characters or whatever. Yeah, or, or the overarching Space, story. Deep Space Nine is supposed to be really good. I didn't really, I think I started on the first season and it was like right when college started, or maybe a couple, maybe it was in college, but so I never really, I stopped watching as much TV then. And, uh, but uh, Enterprise I tried to watch, and I couldn't stand the theme song, so I never watched another episode. Seems like a good reason to quit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, a good reason, but still. <laughs> I, well, talking about how science fiction doesn't hold up so well, like, New Generation seems pretty cheesy now, too, when you rewatch it, which we will do a uh, New Generation episode when Picard comes out, I guess. Um, but, yeah, have you noticed that? Have you watched it recently at all? Anyway, yeah, I was asking before uh, things went wonky. Uh, have you watched Next Generation recently at all? Uh, a couple of years ago I did, I, and it was still good. It's Yeah, it's much cheesier than I remembered. But uh, Well, the thing is, much like we shouldn't start with the cage on the original series, I would never start with Encounter Farpoint for TNG. I don't know if you've watched that, but that's... That, an, is that the first episode? Uh, yeah, that's awful. It's something I have, like, yeah. I don't know if that... That's not that's not good. No, you got to go good. past the Tasha Yar years. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, not that. Yeah, I, I would. Year. <laughs> yeah, they, it gets better from there. Or as Bill Cosby says, it gets sweater. I know I've done that one on here before. He's canceled, man. Canceled for good, just like. Uh, I'm what? surprised he's still alive. Did he go to jail yet? Yeah. Oh, he's in jail, dude. I thought he'd be dead by now. No offense to dead people. Uh, none taken. But why did you think he'd be dead? You didn't think he'd make it to prison? No. Yeah, I thought the stress of knowing he was going, he just give just up. Just fucking roofy himself, yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't think he would he would kill himself. I just thought he would die. I just thought, you know, the stress would just like give him a heart attack or something. Camille! That's mine. That's all I got. Um... Yeah, I mean, well, here's hoping he'll die soon. Uh, speaking of which, recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. I'm scrambling uh, to think because I had one and I, I'm blanking. You, what do you have? Oh, I I'll know go, what you have, but go for I'll, it. I'll go the easy way out and recommend Captain Marvel, which is terrific. Brie Larson is it's just wonderful. She is a great actress and she was good in this and it was it was a good Marvel movie. I don't think you would like it, but no, yeah, I, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I, I know what it's gonna be. So yeah, 
it's but it didn't have the problem that I often talk about where the like it did, but it was approached in a much better way of of the like the the main bad stuff at the end being so huge that it it, it removes any drama. You know, yeah, we've talked yeah. about that before. And it I mean it, again it is, but there's something that happens that makes it like, oh, this is so much better than usual. So that was good. And there's good there's good interplay between Samuel Jackson and her and uh, the person who plays Monica Rambeau. And it's just a fun movie. I think it's, it's a shame that it gets that all the, the anti-hype from the people who hate uh, women. Brie Larson. Yeah. I guess it's women in general. Yeah, it's yeah. basically women. I think. Yeah. So um, that's, that, that takes away from it, but it's, I mean, that doesn't take anything away from this, but it takes away from the conversation about it. Cause people are getting a bad reviews before it's actually even watched. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, uh, there's bad reviews for this movie that are warranted, but not the ones that are given that just, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'll recommend that. And I'll, I'll throw in a recommendation for a show that just started and it's very light and it's not like ever going to win an Emmy, but it's, it's kind of a throwback to 80 shows um uh, what's it called whiskey whiskey and cavalier it's just a stupid spy show that's on abc or cbs or one of those channels and it's what's it's a really funny. show i haven't even heard of it yeah it's one of those mid-season replacements and it's it's dumb and funny it has scott foley and i don't think anybody else famous but it, it's good who's scott foley he's one of those actors you see and you say oh i've seen him before yeah uh, man my my brain is like swiss cheese lately i don't know what's going i might on. Got the, i might have gotten the name wrong but i think it's something like that um Oh, you know what? I'll recommend. Uh, um, no, you know I don't. I don't want to recommend that. I'm trying to think if there's anything I've seen. Oh, oh, I have. I have one more recommendation. Okay, yeah, I thought of one too. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it's a Christopher Moore novel that came out, I think, last year or maybe this year, called Noir, where it's uh, set in the right after World War II in San Francisco, and it's it's really fun. It has kind of a a Damon Runyon feel to it, and but it, with with his unique twist on that kind of thing and I it's it's a good book enjoyable fun fact Damon Runyon invented mm-hmm. Funyuns nice uh-huh kept it all in the rhyming family uh I'm going he also to rec- had a lot of trouble with Bunions from what I hear that's true yeah god damn it I'm trying so hard to come up with another onion rhyme and I can't um I'll recommend because I don't think I recommended it before but it is on Netflix the and I'm not going to remember the name of it, but the Conan O'Brien Travel Show. Have you watched that? No, it's good. Super easy to binge, and it's, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Conan is always funny as hell. But it's so, also heartwarming and, like, more serious than you would think, but it's not serious. But, like, he's not he's not just a clown all the time. You know, he goes into, like, the, the issues in the places he's visiting. But it's still it, hilarious. Do you think this show ran on TBS first? Because I saw something where he was in like another country and he was having a dinner with his writer who he likes to make fun of. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's one of the episodes in Italy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it, they showed it. This was in, this was in Japan, but whatever. Oh, so that's a different one. So yeah, Mm -hmm. who knows? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. You should check it out. You, I mean, I don't see any reason you wouldn't like it. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Rate us highly on iTunes. Write a review if you want. We don't care. You can badmouth us all you want in the review. Just rate us highly. Uh, follow us on Facebook. And always and forever, tell your goddamn friends and family to listen. 
how else are we ever going to get up in the rankings? What? Well, we're never going to beat uh, Martha Stewart at this point, or Joe Rogan. Does Martha Stewart have a podcast? I, just I was going to ask. I would I, not be surprised if she does, I but I don't know. I assume she does. Um, yeah, that's all. Uh, next week. Wait, when does Picard start? I'm, I'm, I want to do this that, year. too. Well, okay, so probably in the fall. I think so. I think that's what they're doing. They're like, right now, Star Trek Discovery is on, and in the fall, we'll have Picard on. And then, what about the Twilight Zone, man? Oh, I also want to see when that starts. his new movie. I think that came out this weekend. Did it really? It, I, I could be totally wrong. Maybe I don't it's think not. so. There yeah. would have been some hype about that, because people are excited about that. Yeah, I really want to see that. Um, anyway. Uh, it's called yeah. Us, right? Yeah. It's called... It's It's the black version of This Is Us. It's 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 playing SXSW, so it's oh so guess, yeah it's that, probably that's probably going to be the premiere South by Southwest South by Southwest yeah so it'll probably be like a couple weeks before it's actually in theaters yeah March twenty first it looks like yeah oh, we're coming up on it um the Ides of March verily I don't even know when the Ides of March are the fifteenth it's the middle of the month what are the Ides I thought the Ides were the seventh Ides Eyes of March is weird word. does not exist. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I guess it was all I guess it was another Mandela effect thing. Um fifteenth. Yeah, so I was right initially. Thank you for doubting me, doubting Thomas. I, I thought you didn't know, because I didn't. Um I guess that does it for this week. Uh until next time. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye.